0: Welcome to chatterstorm my name is josh and i am one of your hosts and i'm here with sarah another one of your hosts and this week we are going to be talking about kamigawa spoilers just the ones that have been confirmed and the arena decathlon so what is the decathlon well it's a pretty interesting idea and a a new thing that arena is is uh, is trying out over the holiday season so it's a string of 10 different events um, all in different kind of uh, areas of magic All you know there's a lot of variety in these 10 events and by winning a one of these events each one is called a, degath- a decathlon by winning a decathlon you get a decathlon token and if you collect three tokens from three different decathlons, you get a decathlon final token. And you get to play in the decathlon final, um, which takes place, I think, on the 7th or 8th of January. Um, and there are prizes throughout. So uh, there are a few prizes for taking part in the decathlons. Um, and there are some special prizes for doing well in the finals. And so what we're going to do is go through each decathlon um, and summarize what you'll be playing and, and you know whether it sounds like it's going to be fun or not and, and how it all works because it's pretty complicated. I don't think Arena's ever done anything like this before. Um, and it, uh, it does require a little bit of, of explanation, but hopefully it will all start to click into place soon. So first things first, the costs. Every decathlon costs the same amount to enter. It is either 400 gems or 2,000 gold. Um, And the way that it works is that every three days you'll get access to different decathlon events. So at the moment, uh, as of recording, between the 18th and the 21st of December, you can play in decathlon one and decathlon two. You can do one or the other or both. And you can enter as many times as you want. As long as you keep paying the entry fee of 400 gems or 2000 gold. Um, On the 21st, it will switch. And so you'll be able to play in Decathlon 3 or 4. And then a few days later, 5 or 6, and then 7 or 8, then 9 or 10. If you get three Decathlon tokens, you get access to the final uh if you get i think six decathlon tokens you get two entry tokens to the decathlon final which means that if you don't do very well in the final you can enter again if you get nine decathlon tokens you get three entries to the final and if you get 10 decathlon tokens. If you get a token from every single decathlon between now and I think the first or second of January when it ends, um, you get three entries to the finals and you automatically qualify for the arena qualifier in February, Um, which is pretty interesting. And it it could save you, if you're somebody who wants to try and qualify for the arena qualifier, it could save you a lot of grinding uh, in the new year just doing well uh in these decathlons which actually seems super possible because you can enter as many times as you want um does
1: it have to be 10 different tokens like can you only get so you can obviously enter each decathlon as many times as you want but Mm -hmm. once you get a token from that decathlon can you then not get another token from that decathlon
0: i actually think you can but it does nothing um
1: right okay yeah
0: for for the purposes of like getting into the finals you have to have a token from each different decathlon so i think what wizards is trying to go for with this is to promote playing different disciplines and it wants to reward people who are good at magic you know across the board all
1: around yeah
0: yeah um i guess that is you know that is the idea and there's quite a lot of variety in these different formats um so let's go through them by the time you're listening to this you'll be playing decathlons three and four probably but we're still going to talk about one and two so sarah can you tell me what the first decathlon event is
1: yeah so decathlon one is best of one alchemy so everybody who spends a lot of money on arena will be playing in that because you need to spend a lot of money in arena to have a good alchemy deck um josh i'm assuming you're probably going to enter that one
0: yes i am going to be taking mono black into that format so this is unsurprising um, because it, you know, it's the new thing that Wizards yeah. wants to do. And, you know, this kind of encourages people to play it. Uh, but it's, I think not, I don't think it's is super accessible. I don't think alchemy is very accessible because of arena's economy and, mm-hmm. you know, you have so little time to like you You can't really if you wanted to play in this event you don't have time to accumulate the wild cards by drafting to then craft your deck because it's only going to be online for three days yeah um which is pretty tricky but if you are planning well if if you're if you're planning to do well in a best of one alchemy event like this um i think mono black seems like very well positioned uh, azorius control seems very well positioned um mono green and even even the dragons deck actually uh that, that we've been seeing in alchemy the last few weeks seems like th- there's a lot of strong picks alchemy is still a young enough format that i think this is uh, uh the meta is very very varied and there haven't been any changes made to alchemy yet so i will definitely play this event uh, and I, I just i haven't done it yet decathlon 2 though i have entered um so decathlon 2 is phantom sealed it is best of one and it's a sealed event that is mixed midnight hunt and crimson vow so that means that you will get six packs three from midnight hunt and three from crimson vow and you open them all up and you make a 40 card deck out of that pool and then you play games Um, and if you get to seven wins then you, you you take home the cake um And this is a really cool idea. Like, This is something I really like the idea of, uh, playing drafts and sealed events across sets, especially when there's some synergy because they're from the same plane.
1: Mm -hmm. I think it's worth mentioning when they say Phantom, it means you don't get the cards afterwards.
0: Yes, it does. Yeah, so um, I don't know why they did this. Uh, I, I think that... If you were to ask someone from Wizards, I think they'd say, "Well, it only costs 400 gems to enter, so um, you know that's why it's phantom." That's uh, me, yeah, because traditional drafts where you where you get the the cards at the end cost like five times as much, and um, and I think that's bollocks to be honest. It's a digital product. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's yeah. a digital product. It, it costs them nothing. Uh, there's no there's not really a reason for this to be uh, to be phantom. Another pro. For phantom drafts, is that you don't get um, tricked into rare drafting. Like that's true.
1: Yeah, you are yeah, drafting it, for the purpose of building a deck.
0: Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So if you're not going to keep it, you don't have to get sort of pulled by uh, by wanting to rare draft. But this isn't a draft. This is sealed. Um, and, <laughs> and so you know,
1: all of the all of the draft and sealed events, I think, are phantom, aren't they? So
0: they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so not necessary, and I don't know why Wizards have made the decision to do that. I, I, but that that is that is what it is. Um, yeah. So I have entered this event. I haven't played any games yet, and I had a difficult pool, um, a difficult pool of cards. I did pull Toxril, um, which is a massive limited mm-hmm. bomb. Um, I I recently trophyed just this week. I trophied a draft with uh, with Toxril, and. Every single game, I pretty much I, I, I just play Toxrol and my opponent resigned. Um, Can I ask a question? Yeah.
1: Um, when you pulled Roll, were you like annoyed that you didn't get to keep it afterwards?
0: Um, no, <laughs> because it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't get played in any uh, standard any any of my decks, uh, so I guess I'm not that bothered. Um,
1: okay, you know, but do you I'm think not... like do you know what I mean? Like because that's that is a great card and it doesn't have to be toxroll but yeah like there's less there's a little bit less excitement for getting an amazing rare or mythic like because you yeah. don't you don't get it afterwards
0: i you know i, I don't get that I, sh- I, so i no? i could understand that however if i unless it's directly going to save me a wild card um mm. you know if it's going to save me and a wild just- card then that's neat if it's not going to yeah. save me a wild card, then it's literally nothing. I don't own yeah, it. It has no true. value for yeah. me and I'm not using it. So You can't
1: give it to anybody. You can't yeah. do anything yeah. with it. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, it's just, so it's no. just
1: exciting when you get
0: it. <laughs> um, and actually, <laughs> we'll talk about that in a bit because I want to come back to the the value of things on Arena. Um, and so, yeah, I, I've pulled a Toxrill and uh, a couple of other really strong cards. Um uh Tovala's Huntmaster is a Midnight Hunt bomb uh that mm-hmm. uh, it's like a six-mana big creature when it enters the battlefield you make two 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 wolves um and it has nightbound with some powerful effect so it's like a big presence on the board and uh and the super aggressive creature and then Toxrill which is just such a broken card and limited uh and yeah. so I actually had a tricky time with the pool because I had a really good shell for green white humans splashing black for toxril okay and i built that deck and i thought this is pretty solid like i've got a lot of good two and three drops um lots of human synergy i had uh, a couple of rares uh that synergized with with humans um and it just a really really solid human theme but i have decided not to play that deck and i've taken out the white and all of the humans and instead i've built green blue um control ramp i guess splashing black for toxrail because the green white humans shell was really strong by the look of it but it had no card draw no card filtering um and I honestly think that my best bet with the pool that I have is to just ramp, control the game, play Toxeril, win. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've gone with blue, black, green because that gives me the cards. Sli- I, I do think slightly worse deck, but it draws a ton of cards. Um, it, it ramps me to Toxeril and it and it finds Toxeril and, and just gets him out onto the battlefield, which I yeah. honestly think... And it's kind of a shame that the format's like this, but I honestly think that's going to work better than just a good green-white deck.
1: Fair enough. Going, For going a second there, when you said that, I was like, what do you mean you changed your deck? But I, I've, I've never done sealed, but yeah, I guess that's the benefit. You have all the cards, so you can mm-hmm. change it on the fly. Not obviously yeah. when you're in the event, but up until you start playing, you can literally redo your whole deck.
0: Um, which takes Even after you off, start playing yeah so, oh really yeah sealed is actually actually can be very um newbie friendly because you just you get your six packs you get your pool of cards you build the best deck you can and if after one game you think oh god that was terrible um you can rebuild your deck completely you could play a completely different deck um because huh, you can edit okay. your deck in between like in between rounds and yeah legally like in paper magic the way it works is that in a sealed pool, any card that's not in your deck is technically in your sideboard. Yeah, um, so you
1: have access to it anytime yeah. you have, have access to your sideboard. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that's that's pretty cool. So you could you could do anything. You could like if you just want to try out a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. This is just where my mind goes off to lots of places. But you could, yeah, just if you weren't particularly bothered about how well you were doing, you just want to try out some decks before you built them. I guess better with more with more cards. That's cool. Okay.
0: Yeah, so I think that sealed, if you're thinking about getting into limited, sealed is actually a good option to have on the table because it just removes that time pressure. Yeah. Um, Like you can just slowly go through all of the cards and you can totally go at your own pace. Uh, There is just no time pressure on you at all, Mm -hmm. which can be nice. Um, And so, yeah, uh, I guess we'll see how I do. I am going to enter every decathlon event. I will spoil my opinion um once we get to the end of the this little section uh we'll talk about what we think of the decathlon overall and i don't think it's great uh, but i am going to play okay. in every event i'm going to play in every event um so we'll see how that goes I, I think my pool looks good but we will see um decathlon three is going to be traditional phantom draft so this is just crimson vow best of three phantom draft which means again you don't get to keep your cards but nothing special to say there i'm looking forward to it i've been drafting a lot of crimson vow i know i can get seven wins in crimson vow and uh i feel like i know the format pretty well now um so that one i I mean that's what there is to it um it is going to be like a pod draft so that time pressure is on and it's probably not uh very new player friendly however decathlon 4 is very new player friendly Sarah, can you tell me about Decathlon 4?
1: It's just called New Player Decks?
0: Yes. So it's, <laughs> the, it's the Color Challenge Decks. It's um, the, pr- the oh, pre-constructed okay. decks that you're given as a new player, Um, which I am interested to see how that goes, because I think they're all terrible, and I actually don't think any of them can consistently get seven wins, and I think they're all quite no. balanced. Um,
1: how often do they change? Are they likely to be the same... As they were when I did the color challenges.
0: No, they're alchemy decks no. now. They're updated with every set.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, they get new cards from every set. Um, maybe
1: mono red, just because, I don't know, because you're again, Well, mono red is just aggro, so if they can do what they want to do quick enough, they'll do it. Yeah. So maybe that's the most likely to do well.
0: So this this one, I think, is the an interesting draft because there's just no deck building that goes into it they're pre-constructed decks so maybe that's more of a test of just your ability to play magic rather than deck build Um, do you get to
1: pick which one
0: or yes yes you do okay um you get to pick one um and with no deck building available that's just a really big part of magic and a big part of the skill is Mm. is how you choose to build your deck i feel like this one could be the most difficult to i feel like this this decathlon 4 could be the most difficult trophy for a very skilled player because a very skilled player can do a lot better in draft than a new player but i think a very skilled player may not necessarily do a lot better with a pre-constructed deck than a new player yeah because yeah. there's only so much you can do like if the decks not if the decks aren't great then I don't know. I think, I think that maybe it's harder to be really good with them.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so you'll have until December 24th, Christmas Eve, to play one of those. Um, and then Decathlon 5 and 6 will be available. So Decathlon 5 is going to be a phantom bot draft of Zendikar Rising um do you know what that means sarah
1: i think so but i was actually going to ask so is a bot draft where you don't play against the people you oh no that's not normal isn't it you don't play against people you draft with that's just normal on arena
0: yes that's right normal.
1: Mm-hmm. um so a bot draft is just against a bot surely not
0: <laughs> no you play against players you draft against bots so I mean,
1: clues in the name, isn't it? I should have really tried to make that more complicated than it was. Yeah. It literally says bot um, draft.
0: So, uh, like all of the limited, it's phantom. You don't get to keep your cards. Uh, so but the you way it works, draft is... against
1: seven, like five, six bots. It's like is seven it you bots. seven seven bots and you?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you okay. you pass packs, and the bots will take cards out of the packs and then at the end of the draft you will play with your deck and those bots will basically just delete whatever they picked um yeah that's it um there's a few key differences between bot draft and a player draft um and it, it can make bot draft a lot more friendly one bot draft is not timed so because they're bots yes you can you can literally like you can open pick one pack one for the draft for the bot draft and You know, you can take a screenshot, close the game, post it on Twitter, get a bunch of feedback about what to pick, open the game up the next day, open the draft, and the the same pick will be right there for you. There is no time pressure. You can close and open it at any time and just pick it up wherever you left off. It's like a fully single player draft experience, which can be really good for new players. Because again, what is off-putting about drafting for new players is that time pressure.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and two, bot drafts can be broken. Bot drafts As in, because... can be solved because uh, okay. yeah, because whilst you can't predict what cards will be open in the packs. And and mm-hmm. that will very strongly influence what the bots pick. Um, bots are not humans; they have predictable, like they are programmed to take specific picks. And so, yeah. a lot of the time in bot drafts, there are ways to force good decks um, by making okay. certain picks and prioritizing certain picks, um, and you know, put the bots off of picking certain things. Um, mm-hmm. And so, it's very possible that there will be certain colors or tactics. Uh, to kind of solve this bot draft, and because of that, um, if there is a say a, a specific color pair that is just the best in Zendikar Rising bot draft, you'll pretty much play that in every game that you play because. None of the other players in your pod, because they're all bots, none of them are actually playing. So every yeah. single person can draft mm. the specific colours of the God. deck that they want if if that's what happens. It might be that the format isn't isn't that it doesn't yeah. work that way. But But, 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 but if there counts.
1: was if there was one colour pair that was far outweighing the others, you could end up in versions of mirror matches for your whole experience. Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's fairly, fairly cool.
1: Good to know. Okay.
0: Yeah, but it's a good way to get into drafting um for new players, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um and then Decathlon six. Which is
1: fancy fancy historic?
0: Fancy historic, yeah. (laughs) It's
1: called it's called Historic Artisan, um, for for anyone that doesn't know. Um which I'm I'm gonna be honest, I don't play historic, but when I saw that I was like, is this just fancy historic? Do you have to have like the alternate art cards? Is it you have to have nice (laughs) sleeves?
0: Yeah, well, like, it's just what are we talking here? Historic. Yeah, like, um, well,
1: I mean, artisan, right?
0: Like, yeah. what are we talking about? So, um, your guess is the opposite of close. Um, it's actually so, so far, the other direction. It's less fancy. Um, historic artisan. I don't even know
1: what artisan means.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's a weird name. Um, but, historic artisan means no rares, no mythics.
1: Oh, so okay.
0: It's like pauper with uncommons. Cool. Yeah, it's just commons and uncommons. Um huh. again, super friendly for new yeah. players. Yeah. I might
1: um, do that one.
0: Yes. But check the ban list because um there are some very powerful decks in Artisan like cycling for example is just, mm-hmm. you know, that was that was a deck with no rares in it that was at the top of standard. Um Yeah against res and mythics and so like i think zenith flare which was the win con in that deck is banned and so um but yes yeah they, they, all commons and uncommons which i okay. i really like as a format i do think that arena should have more of this and so between the yeah, 24th and the 27th so right over christmas you could jump on arena and play <laughs> i mean start. like
1: everybody everybody will like let's face it over yeah. those three four days people are going to be playing arena
0: yes yeah i have no idea what i will build in historic artisan maybe i will look to see whether a delver deck can be good although it is mm-hmm. historic and uh blue red delver not bad in historic i don't think but
1: do you do you see. have a normal historic deck
0: i know you can use
1: that but you do okay
0: yeah so um decathlon Seven.
1: To- seven.
0: Yeah. Yeah, is uh so that kicks off on the twenty seventh of December, and that is gonna be best of one historic. In in Historic, I play um uh Rakdos uh, Arcanist, uh, which revolves around Dreadhorde Arcanist.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and it has, you know, a lot of discard spells, a lot of graveyard recursion, and Croxa. Croxa's like the main win con. Um Croxa yeah. Titan of Death's Hunger. Um And so that is what I will probably play. It's the only Historic deck that I'm very familiar with. I don't really like my chances in that particular decathlon though, because I'm just not very familiar with Historic and I, while I'm I'm not bad with my deck, I just don't know the meta and I don't know the other decks and I very often get blown out by tricks that shouldn't really catch me out if I, if I knew the format. Yeah um so we will see but I do have a deck to play there do you reckon you'll jump into that one Sarah
1: not normal historic um just because the same reason super as inaccessible yeah I, yeah I just I don't have I don't have the rares etc the wild cards but um historic artisan I will definitely have a look at what cards I have and see if there's something I can build that's just good enough like mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't expect to win from it but yeah just to kind of see the format I think I'd definitely like to jump into that one
0: Okay. Um Decathlon eight is gonna be singleton. So sixty card decks, basically commander but without commanders. One copy yeah. of every card except mm-hmm. basic lands. Um and that's gonna be super fun. That that, you know, it, it just is a, a fun yeah. way to play magic. It's much higher variance and you end up I I think it could be a lot of fun. But again, because the power level is quite flat in singleton um, Especially without commanders, you know, it's not brawl; it's just singleton. I think it could yeah. be really hard to string together seven wins in this decathlon because your your decks are just a lot less consistent, and so mm-hmm. being able to get seven wins in a row or, or seven wins in only two losses, it, I think is going to be harder. You know, okay. it,
1: it's because
0: yeah. your deck's not going to work consistently. Um, yeah you don't you
1: don't have the classic where you go okay well i know that my is it deck is not great against mono white um or like whatever but you don't know that because which is what i like about commander and why is my favorite format is because it isn't solved there isn't Mm. a best deck people just play what they want to play and anything can kind of happen so i imagine this would be a similar thing which is really fun but you are right like there's no consistent win rate like we play commander on a regular basis with a decent amount of decks but you know we play the same decks and there's never one person that always like wins with their deck Mm -hmm. so yeah how do you get to seven
0: yeah yeah uh but we'll see um Mm -hmm. i think that would be fun though to play yes i think so i think it just seems like a fun event i wish arena just had access to this more often i think it seems like a fun way to play magic um yeah. but what about decathlon 9 sarah can you tell me
1: that is your traditional best of three standard
0: not um, much talk about there um no best, yeah best just best of three standard best of,
1: yeah that there's nothing else to say yeah. really except from i won't be playing it because i don't like best of three because i don't know how to sideboard
0: Um, and then finally decathlon 10 is phantom turbo draft Um, what
1: is (laughs) would you like a turbo draft would you like
0: to take a guess at what turbo draft is
1: well i did so well at guessing what um historic artisan was right so (laughs) i don't is it like a really loud draft like can you not turn the noises off on arena
0: is that what turbo means
1: I don't know. Well, so when I think of turbo, my it immediately goes to my brother and his really loud car.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and his car is loud, but it's also fast.
1: fast. Oh my god, she got there. Yay! Everyone <laughs> everybody listens like oh,
0: fucking idiot. So what what um, do you think turbo draft could be?
1: Is it like speed chess? Like you just have to do your moves really fast? Is it really fast to draft?
0: No, but I ha I actually I've spoken to Sam about this. I think that something like bullet magic could be really fun, where yeah. like, you have a total of three minutes on the clock from the start of the game. Um I I, I think that seems quite like it could be quite quite fun. Um mm-hmm. Although it would it, it it would take more thinking because it would just favor aggressive decks
1: yeah um, yeah you just play would yeah you just play aggro decks
0: um so phantom turbo draft phantom again that means you don't keep your cards turbo draft yep. so it's going to be a strixhaven best of one it's all oh, and bot this is a draft.
1: bot draft yeah, yeah as well
0: um all important to know it's strixhaven school of majors um and the turbo bit means that all of your spells cost five mana less to cast.
1: Oh, okay. So the whole game is faster because it just gets over with very quickly.
0: Yes. Basically, um, it just kicks off really quickly and all your spells cost less. I'm pretty sure that that's what it is. So
1: when you say all spells, like, so is anything under five free or is it five generic mana cost less? Five
0: generic mana. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So. Colorless artifacts, or just colorless things, would be. Cat could be entirely free.
0: Yes. So that's what's interesting about this choice of set. They've chosen Strixhaven School of Majors, Um, and one of the one of the powerful things about about that draft set was that you could draft lessons, and lessons were actually quite strong, being able to pull them from your sideboard. Mm -hmm. Now, the lessons that are available there's quite a few like expanded anatomy um introduction to prophecy introduction to annihilation mascot Mascot exhibition exhibition, they're all colorless
1: Mm -hmm. so oh two mana mascot exhibition
0: yeah exactly all of a sudden all of those spells are free um because they're colorless spells and so they're probably going to be
1: environmental sciences yeah
0: exactly gain two life get a land draw card scratch introduction to prophecy is just a free scry to draw card if you had like if you took all of those um then you could just get through your whole deck and yeah so there's some some
1: interesting stuff that's really cool yeah i'm definitely entering
0: this yeah it it could be quite uh, it could end up being quite interesting uh so i think that choice of set is pretty pretty interesting there
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um and that's all 10 decathlons. So what you have to do is get three decathlon tokens by getting seven wins. So in best of one, it's seven wins. In the best of three events, it's five wins. Yeah. Um, so so that you're not just playing all day. Um, and if you hit that, Then you get a decathlon token for each different decathlon that you enter. Uh, And again, Mm -hmm. if you get three of those, for each three tokens you collect, you get a single entry into the decathlon finals. Yeah. So um, the decathlon finals are going to be best of three traditional arena cube draft. Playing to seven wins. So it's a long event. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you know what a uh, traditional arena cube draft means, Sarah?
1: Well... I know what
0: all of those cube- words mean. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I know what a cube. <laughs> <laughs> I know what a cube is of magic cards. It's it's a selection of magic cards in which mm-hmm. you use to build decks. Yes, I know how draft works. Um, it's on arena. Traditional, as in just because it's best of three. Traditional or
0: yeah, um, yeah. So it's best of three. Traditional. Um, it is on a draft, uh, which mm-hmm. and you're going to be drafting against other people here.
1: So yeah. it's a
0: player draft. Uh, and it's Arena Cube is the set, which means all cards that are legal in Arena.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. So standard, huh. historic. Um, well, I guess standard is How? Historic, yeah. All so cards in arena.
1: how is that going to work with cards that have been changed for Alchemy?
0: That is a very good question, and I don't know
1: because like Goldsman Dragon, for example, which is in my standard deck, um, has obviously been one of the ones that's been yeah. changed for for alchemy, and you you know you can choose what, what you want to do with that. so mm. yeah, because obviously no one's going to pick the alchemy version because they're all worse.
0: Yeah, that's a very good question and I honestly have no idea. Um yeah, I I don't know what to expect there. I would guess that the versions of cards will be the um non-alchemy versions and I'm going to yeah. I'm going to assume that alchemy cards aren't available here, but then that isn't really an arena cube.
1: Yeah, exactly that exactly. Like I think it makes sense to I guess give people the option knowing that they're obviously going to pick the pre-alchemy version because it's better Mm -hmm. um but yeah I feel like you can't have an arena cube and get rid of the whilst inaccessible one of the coolest things that arena has done in a in a while like cards that can only exist in in digital form forgetting about changing cards and all that just the fact that they can do mechanics that couldn't exist in paper yeah it's super cool and it would be kind of lame to not have that in an Arena Cube.
0: Kind of lame. Generally, Arena Cube ca- ha- has been pretty fun in the past. Um,
1: oh, I'm sure it would be, so, be fun yeah. without it.
0: I'm not sure, actually, but we, we will see. We'll, uh, we'll mm. see closer to the time. Um, yeah, we'll we'll verify for next till week. we what we're, what yeah what, what What you can expect from the final if you manage to go for it, which I do think is super achievable for anybody that wants to, because um, you only need to win three of these events and yeah i do think that there's three events for everyone oh wait
1: actually so let's see how many am i gonna you're gonna enter all 10 right
0: i am gonna give all 10 a crack yeah
1: so i'm gonna enter
0: but i think the three easiest will be best of one alchemy traditional crimson vow draft and hmm
1: to be fair, there is like seven I could enter. I'm not going to enter best of three standard because look, well, sideboarding. I'm not going to enter historic and alchemy both for the same reason. Uh, I don't don't got the dollar to do so. But yeah. all the drafts I can enter all the drafts because well, providing I have the gems slash coins. Um, and then I guess historic artisan and singleton would just be if I feel like I can build good enough decks from what I have.
0: Yeah, I, I mean you definitely should be able to uh yeah singleton makes is a lot easier to definitely
1: craft. singleton yeah um okay.
0: and artisan definitely like you, most players have an excess of commons and uncommons
1: that's true and i do have if i needed it quite like 20 plus common and uncommon wild cards which you never really use so yeah, yeah. Hmm, okay so, I thought I was going to enter like one or two of these, but turns out this is me for the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. I'm going to try, I'm going to have a crack at each one. Um, maybe I'll enter some more than once to try and get the, the seven wins. If I feel like it, to be um, honest, I'll probably, I have a good amount of gold in arena and I'm happy to burn through my gold on this, especially yeah, I like because 30, gold. Um, so for each decathlon, there are, there is, there is prizes um so there's different prizes for best of one versus best of three events in best of one if you get zero to two wins no rewards Mm -hmm. three to four wins you get one pack five wins you get two packs six wins three packs and if you get seven wins you get three thousand gold and a decathlon token so potentially you can pay two thousand gold to enter and win three thousand yeah what um, packs
1: are they? I'm assuming Crimson Vow, but No.
0: Oh. So okay. actually it's it's really odd. So they have a random chance of being from any arena set. They have a forty percent chance of being a historic legal set, a forty percent chance of being a random standard legal set, and a twenty percent chance of being an alchemy set, which is only Alchemy Crimson Val at the moment. Okay. Um, which is weird (laughs) yeah
1: Um,
0: so yeah I'm actually I'm not a fan of this uh, because even if you enter one of these events and you get uh, you you get a 50% win rate you you win three games you go three three then you get one random pack which has a less than 50% chance of being a format that you play (laughs)
1: yeah surely it should be like you could pick you should just
0: be able to pick yeah like or or it should be
1: linked like linked to the one that you enter so if you enter alchemy you play alchemy oh here you go here's an alchemy pack and like you know so on and so forth yeah because even that though that makes more sense than going oh here's a historic pack that you've won in your um phantom crimson Vow draft right
0: (laughs) yeah yeah like an odd choice to do that again i think wizards is trying to do this to i guess promote playing a variety of different things or yeah they
1: want everybody to enter all 10 and if you're entering all 10 you're probably going to be happy with whatever pack you get because you play all those different formats but that isn't the case for everybody i.e me i think
0: what wizards should have done is the prizes for each decathlon are relevant to the next constructed decathlon so if there's oh
1: okay yeah yeah
0: so prizes for decathlon one maybe give you historic packs because the next decathlon is historic or something but
1: like then that, right? so i get that and that is a good idea but only if you're wanting to enter all 10 because otherwise that's essentially saying oh please spend more money with us
0: well that is kind of wizard's main message
1: That's true, but it doesn't mean you should give them (laughs) ideas on how to carry on doing it.
0: Yeah, so we'll talk about that later as well because uh, there's a lot of things that they could do better with this decathlon. Mm. Um, So the best of three prizes as well. Again, uh, so it's five wins if it's best of three um, and you get the top prize. Zero to two wins, you get nothing. Three wins, you get one pack. Four wins, you get two packs. And five wins, you get 3,000 gold and a decathlon token. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and now, the prizes for winning the finals.
1: Oh, spoiler for seven wins. Yeah. That's pretty dope. So,
0: yeah, best of three, seven wins. For zero wins in the finals, you get nothing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For your first win, after your first win, I should say, you get four rare wild cards. After your second win, you get the art styles for basic lands from the unhinged set which are kind of like mm-hmm. full art um and they look quite pretty uh, for your third win you get three draft tokens for your fourth win you get the arena decathlon gold medal sleeve <laughs> for your Sorry. fifth win you get four mythic wild cards Mm-hmm. Um, for your sixth win, you get Jace the Mind Sculptor as an avatar, um, which is just you know really iconic card in Magic's history. I think it was one of the, one of the most expensive Magic cards you know to exist, except for the stupidly expensive ones. That is. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it is pretty cool. Uh, and then for seven wins, you get one copy of every card from Kamigawa Neon Dynasty added to your collection when the set releases.
1: That's pretty dope. I feel um, like that is that. I know, like, a bunch okay. of... the. Well, it's a whole set. Like, I know I, a lot of it you probably aren't going to use, but you get to really play around with the set without having to draft
0: i disagree i think that i think that these prizes are absolutely garbage i think these are so so like these are these are these are so disappointing um the grand prize i mean yeah i think one card well the
1: sleeves and the avatar i but that's i'm not somebody that cares about sleeves or avatars i mean i just have one of the free avatars it's liliana she's dope so i'm happy with that um and I don't sleeve my deck because it's digital. No shade <laughs> if you do, because some of them are really cool. It's just not what I want to spend my limited funds on Arena on. Yeah. But I don't know. May, okay. Maybe not.
0: So but I'll isn't... go through it again. For zero wins, you get nothing. For one win, you get four rare wild cards. That is one card you get a play set of a single rare which is Mm. really not great for the amount of like you have to to get to this point you have to at least have chained together seven wins in three of these events you have to have trophied three events which is not easy and four rare wild cards is not very good um then you get land cosmetics useless i mean that's not even the nice ones like if it if it was just one
1: of each
0: if it was just just you pick a land cosmetic you know you pick Uh, pick one cosmetic for 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 the basic lands and then you get it that would be better
1: but when you say say it's a cosmetic so it says five basic lands yeah as in one of each or does that mean all of your swamps could be all of your type okay well i mean slightly better but yeah if if it's not i don't i couldn't tell you what the lands from the unhinged set are without without looking but yeah you're right why is it so restricted to from this set why can't it be yeah why not just give people the choice um
0: it's literally digital three wins gets you three draft tokens that's good that's a good yeah
1: draft is that and you can enter any draft with that
0: yeah That's that's like great that's like 4,500 to 6,000 gems worth of drafting.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, that is a good prize. That's a good prize. Yeah, that is.
0: For four wins, you get the shitty sleeve, <laughs> um, which is just a gold medal, which is pointless. Uh, for the five is wins. It's really weird. Five wins, you get four mythic wild cards. That is, again, that is so shit. That is one playset of one card,
1: mm.
0: which is just no good. Like that is not enough. That is not enough. I would be satisfied if this was twelve mythic wild cards. Then I would think, okay, that's an okay price.
1: Yeah, you're totally right. I'm just I thought it sounded good, but I'm someone, as I've said many times, with like one rare wild card in my pool, so yeah getting... that's the
0: problem. Yeah. Like, th- th- this is the problem. Wizards are so stingy with the wild cards, and they still are being so here. Like You have to trophy, at least trophy three events over Christmas, no less. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to get five wins against other people who have trophied three events. So they're yeah. good players. Like, And you get four, you get one card.
1: <laughs> yeah, in order that. to... In order to maybe make some slight changes to a deck, so because with obviously with all the wins you get all the prizes before as well. So mm-hmm. to get eight wild cards, a mix of mythic and rare, yeah, you have to get to five wins to, to maybe make a slight adjustment. Well, a good adjustment, but not not an amazing one. Yeah, you're totally right.
0: The Jace, they're, all,
1: they're actually all lame avatar. The, yeah,
0: yeah, they are the Jace, other, Jace avatar. Other than is the draft
1: tokens. Cool.
0: The Jace avatar yeah. is cool, but again, it's a cosmetic, like, you just, you just...
1: Is it, it worth six wins? Be
0: exactly. I, I I, think, I think that's, maybe, if the other prizes were really good, I wouldn't mind keeping this in as a kind of, as a really cool thing. Because it actually looks cool. The Arena Decathlon gold medal sleeve, which you get for four wins, doesn't even look good. But the, the, yeah. the Mind Sculptor avatar does.
1: I suppose if you like... Yeah, if you if you're more into your, your avatars and your sleeves and your cosmetics, maybe mm-hmm. this is better. But they're still really restrictive because why couldn't it be I mean, I understand why it's the gold medal sleeve, but like why couldn't it be pick an avatar that you want and pick yeah. a land cosmetic that you want? Like yeah, they're all digital. I, I think, they all like, exist.
0: Some people like Jace's Great, but why would a mono red player who loves mono red want to play? Yeah, I I, I would like. I'm I'm
1: not a mono red player, but I wouldn't be excited to get a Jace avatar. Like, I I wouldn't.
0: And then seven wins, you get one one copy of every card from Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Do you know what you can do with that?
1: Nothing.
0: Nothing. You cannot build a single deck out of that. You can like you have nothing. You have you have that gives you nothing um If you're a limited player, well, then <laughs> it literally you didn't need says. It, anyway.
1: it says in bold, you can only win this one time power account, even if you enter the event and win seven, like you win yeah. seven times.
0: Yeah, that's this so is bad. that is such a garbage top prize. You get like when the set comes out. Yeah,
1: you're so right. What,
0: what's going to happen is when you go to craft your new deck, you're going to have to spend ten mythic wild cards instead of twelve.
1: Yeah, that's just, useless. Yeah that is yeah useless. you're totally right
0: seven Literally wins every... should be i think should be the entire set a play set of every card in the set yeah maybe that's a little much um maybe
1: like a but again what, this, i'd be impressed if, be if like wizards did that a choice thing though because it can be a choice thing so maybe it's like you get a play set of x amount of mythics x amount of rares, and like and you can pick like
0: if it was just you know the equivalent um but in wild cards so you know like 250 odd wild cards with you know and it was equivalent to the rares and mythics in the set yeah that would be better because then you could craft a deck <laughs> with this yeah. prize you literally can't even craft the deck
1: you just have more annoying like if you wanted to, if you're just looking through your cards on arena and you're not specifically looking for something you're just having a look and it'd just take you longer after that one it would just be really yeah. annoying so basically i've I reevaluate my whole opinion. And the only win that is good on any of this is the three wins where you get the draft tokens.
0: I, yeah, I, I, I and I find it, I just think it's ridiculous. Like the, that, that's a good prize. And, you know, stuff like that. I just, the, the other prizes are so bad. Yeah.
1: And even Some of that, them could have been better. Even,
0: like... even like three wins, you know, and to be honest, three wins and you get three draft tokens is, is pretty decent. Uh, and I yeah, like I, that.
1: I I think that could have been placed like one slot higher and I'd have still been like, oh, that's a really good product. Three draft tokens. That's great. Mm -hmm. Especially like coming from a person that doesn't want to put money into Arena so only gets her coins and gems from playing on Arena. That's great. That's three drafts I can enter. Everything else is garbage and they could have made some of them better by giving you the choice, i.e. pick a land cosmetic, pick an avatar. Mm -hmm. But they've... And it doesn't even cost them anything because it's online. It's not like, oh, well, Untinge is the cheapest one.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's the, Um I, I think what it comes down to is that the cosmetic rewards should be a choice instead of being mm-hmm. forced upon you. And the card rewards, whether wild cards or, or specific cards from a set or whatever, should be tripled, if not quadrupled.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I got sucked in. Friggin' wizards.
0: <laughs> Friggin' um and yeah I'm, I'm super disappointed with these rewards so the decathlon it's a really interesting idea it seems like mm-hmm. a, a fun event and i'm going to be giving each event a crack however i wouldn't recommend that you enter unless you're gonna enjoy it um because there's yeah. some fun formats available and arena normally deprives us but deprives us of access to these fun wacky formats so play them while you can Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, the the prize support is is terrible. Honestly, I think that the the like you you just <laughs> it's not worth I mean, it's not gonna, worth trying to yeah. go to the finals. If, just if just you're play under do the it, that you think are fun. That's
1: exactly it. what I was gonna say. If you're gonna do it, play to play. Don't I mean play to win, but don't play and be sad if you don't win. Like enter it because it's fun and you'll get to try like like historic art and I'm gonna give that a go. I've never played historic before. But I'm mm-hmm. able to because it's
0: cheap historic great yeah yeah so yeah the play in the events that you see that you think seem fun but i wouldn't Mm -hmm. really worry about the finals because odds are when you get to the finals you know if you get to three or four wins you've just got nothing and like you've got nothing useful you you might get the three draft tokens which is pretty good but you might as well just (laughs) save your gems
1: that's true.
0: <laughs> and then yeah, use if those you yeah, if you instead. enter
1: all of the all of the events, that's probably going to be around the same as yeah. three play, entering three drafts. So yeah.
0: But speaking of entering all of play. the events, mm-hmm. um, if you get all ten decathlon tokens, you get uh, you get invited to the arena qualifier in February, I think. Um, yeah. So for those that don't know the arena qualifier is um an opportunity to qualify for like the next major tournament like the world championship or whatever um yeah and normally it is uh best of three standard or maybe alchemy now it
1: might be alchemy now
0: yeah yeah um and to get an invitation, there are various things that you can do. One of those things is being the top twelve hundred mythic players. Um, in uh, cool. yeah, uh, at the end of the season, which is pretty hard to do, and takes a mm-hmm. fair amount of grinding consistently. Uh, and so, for the people who are committed to that, um, these decathlon events offer a way into the qualifier without having to grind for mythic. Mm. Um, which is nice. You know, that, that's that's nice for those players. Um,
1: can I just say yeah. that the way that you can get into like a high level, high stakes tournament with Wizards is so confusing. Like you can enter in all these different ways. I don't un- like, I don't understand. Like when they say, oh, this is how the, the last one, the, the I can't think, remember what it was Thank you. It's like, oh, these people qualified for this, and these people qualified. I just find it really confusing.
0: Yeah, n- nobody gets it. Not even the pro players get it. No. I recently um, pitched to an editor about writing about, you know, uh, magic esports, and I was mm. like, I, I mean, I'm, I made the pitch, but I did think to myself, I, I'm, I'm going to have to try and understand it, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know if I yeah. really can. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a mess. It, it is mm. a mess. So it's understandable that you're confused about it. Uh, but anyway, that is everything on the decathlon. I think we've talked mm. that into the grave. Um, mm-hmm. Next week, we'll see how we're getting on. We'll be on decathlon 8 and or 9 and 10 by then, probably.
1: Yeah, yeah by um, the time we yeah.
0: record next week. So yeah. we'll see how we've gotten along. Now, I want to talk about Kamigawa. Mm -hmm. Because we have received in uh, Wizards' spoiler stream, uh, like a reveal, a Kamigawa's reveal stream that they did on on Twitch this week. Um, We got three confirmed spoilers. We got a look at the basic lands for the set. And there have been some unconfirmed spoilers as well, which we are not going to talk about we're just going to look at the three confirmed spoilers um, and just see what they tell us about the set. Mm-hmm. So, Sarah, do you want to read one of these out? Pick whichever one you want.
1: Yes, I would like to talk about the dragon. Um, so this is Atsushi, the Blazing Sky. It costs two red red for a legendary creature, Dragon Spirit. It is a 4-4 with flying and trample. And when it dies, you can choose one... Of these things exile the top two cards of your library until the end of your next turn you may play those cards or you can create three treasure tokens um i think this is really great yeah it's not gold it's not span dragon which is a you know it, well, it m- costs one more but you know it's a 4-4 dragon but it's great it has flying it has i mean trample's not irrelevant when it has flying but it's less relevant mm-hmm but yeah, a 4-4 four, four flyer, a 4-4, four, 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 F-O-R, 4, flyer is great. And, you know, if it dies, it's got a little bonus.
0: Yeah, I think this is really good, actually. So the mono-red colouring on this is super relevant because um, it synergizes so well with other dragons that are in the format at the moment. Mm-hmm. So it being four mana and coming out you know, it, it, I do think it slots straight into the dragon's deck that's in alchemy at the moment, but two of the top dragons in the format right now are Moonveil Regent and, yeah. uh, and Goldspan Dragon. Now, Goldspan Dragon gives you a ton of mana mm-hmm. because it makes treasures, and it makes your treasures tap for more. Um, and what do you need when you have a ton of mana? You need more cards to spend that mana yeah. on. At Sushi gives you that. Um moonvale regent is a massive source of card advantage it lets you discard your hand and then keep drawing cards mm-hmm. what do you need when you have a massive amount of card advantage you need more mana to spend on those cards and that's Sushi gives you that so i think this is a really key part of that strategy and it synergizes mm-hmm. really well with all of the other dragons i think that yeah I, I do think this is a really strong dragon and i think that it will potentially like you could probably play less moonvale Regents and goldspan dragons to play more at sushi's yeah mm-hmm. so this yeah i think it's great this is cool um okay i'm gonna read um kaito shizuki the Legendary Planeswalker of the set. Uh, So this is a new Planeswalker that we haven't seen before. It's one blue-black for a Planeswalker that comes in with three loyalty counters. And it reads, At the beginning of your end step, if Kaito Shizuki entered the battlefield this turn, he phases out. You can put a loyalty counter on Kaito and draw a card, then discard a card unless you attacked this turn. You can minus two, to create a 1-1 blue ninja creature token with this creature can't be blocked. And you can minus seven and you get an emblem with whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, search your library for a blue or black creature card, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. Thoughts on this card, Sarah?
1: I'm a little confused on the phases out mm-hmm. thing. So I, I think I know what phases out means, but doesn't that mean that he's going to phase out every single turn? Uh, no. No.
0: Okay. No, because. Uh, so phasing is a bit of a confusing mechanic. It's not the same as Flickr where it, like something gets exiled and re-enters the battlefield.: Yeah, um, phasing out means that this permanent is treated as if it doesn't exist. Okay. Um but it but it is still there. Uh it just means you can't target it with anything. It's it, it can't be attacked. It's treated as if it doesn't exist until the beginning of its uh owner's next turn. So when Kaito phases back in, you don't get ETB triggers. He doesn't enter the battlefield again. When he phases out, okay. he doesn't lose his loyalty counters. So it's just as if Is it like,
1: just protection?
0: Not exactly because again there is like if so if you were to play something that said destroy all planeswalkers that would get Mm. around protection protection can't stop something that says no no sorry sorry
1: is him phasing out a form of protection for him
0: oh right not the protection keyword Um, yes sorry
1: sorry yes it is is that the benefit yeah
0: yeah and it's actually massive because historically um cheap planeswalkers have only really been good if they are able to defend themselves so yeah um like professor onyx for example really strong planeswalker doesn't get played in standard Mm -hmm. instead sorin the mirthless and Lolf spider queen will get played and that is because both of both sorin and Lolf can down tick to create creatures which can keep them alive
1: yeah flying or flying or reach blockers so yeah. yeah
0: So it's a huge deal um, being able to defend your Planeswalker and untap with it, basically. Untapping with a Planeswalker is uh, is a powerful thing. Kaito, yeah. unless your opponent has instant speed removal, Kaito guarantees you will untap with him. Which means yeah. you are guaranteed to create a 1-1 ninja, and then mm-hmm. the next turn, Kaito phases back in. And you can attack with your ninja, it can't be blocked, and you can draw a card. So it's three mana for a 1-1 one, one and a draw card at least, which is very good.
1: And he'll phase back in at one if you minus two'd him yeah. before he phased out? Okay.
0: Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, I think it's a really interesting way to defend your Planeswalker. Um, mm-hmm. I love that phasing is in the set. I think it's super cool. Um. And I think that this is promising for me because i really like blue black and i really like yeah. delver and i've been trying to make it work delver a secrets decks i've been trying to make mm-hmm. them work in standard for a while um and i have a negative win rate with them because they're just bad <laughs> um <laughs> but this makes me hope that we're going to get good support for evasive creatures in these colors in this set. yeah um and That, you know, uh, that excites me. I think that potentially this could be the set that uh, gives us the support that we need for Delver decks to be really good in Standard or in Alchemy. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, I also like that it looks like Kaito has a Squirrel. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, we are are Chatterstorms. We are, so... uh, Maybe we'll get some Squirrel decks on the go. Mm -hmm. The Ultimate as well, Kaito's Ultimate, not sure how relevant it will be, but it is really, really strong. Um, you I think get, it'll
1: be relevant.
0: Well, I don't know whether we'll ever get there. Um, but like, do you not. He's got does, to go four, just, five, six, seven, and true. then down. True. Yeah, it's, to, it's, it. it's That's a it's a one uptick isn't it yeah that's true. yeah um which is pretty big but if you do ever pull it off you get an emblem with whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player search your library for a blue or black creature card and put it onto the battlefield and shuffle so that's mm-hmm. super broken that means that every single creature that hits an opponent gets a Hullbreaker breaker kraken into play um which is just yeah it's just super strong um mm. i don't know whether although you know it is search your library and it could be that the blue black deck wants to be more low to the ground and maybe hullbreaker kraken <clears> or <throat> oh, uh, hullbreaker horror hullbreaker um, yeah
1: it is a kraken
0: yeah yeah m- maybe that maybe it's a trap maybe you don't actually want it in the deck except to ultimate kaito into and maybe you can't rely on Fair. that so i don't know how good that'll be but kaito yeah protects itself makes creatures mm-hmm. gives you card advantage three mana really good planeswalker. really solid Has a squirrel has a squirrel
1: <laughs> and a sword or a
0: dagger <laughs> yeah. So. um yeah I, I mean i guess it's cut off on the artwork so we don't know how yeah can't see
1: the end of it yeah.
0: yeah um do you want to read the last one for us sarah
1: Hidetsugu Devouring Chaos costs 3 and a black for a 4-4 legendary creature, Ogre Demon, and it has two abilities. You can pay a black to sacrifice a creature and scry two, or you can play two and a red and tap it to exile the top card of your library. You may play that card this turn. When you exile a nonland card this way, this guy deals damage equal to the exiled card's mana value to any target.
0: So, um i think this is absolutely busted in limited and mm-hmm. definitely good in commander as well um yeah and i don't know about standard i do think it's good i do think it's got a home in like Rakdos sacrifice decks which is totally a thing in alchemy right now um but i don't know if it's super broken so um a black mana. Sacrifice a creature, Scry Two is a very efficient sacrifice outlet. The payoff yeah. is not fantastic, Scry Two. Um, no, however... but
1: usually you you want. Well, I say usually, not always, but it's more about you wanting to sacrifice the creature than the payoff. It a is. lot of the time.
0: Yeah, this is true. Um, but also, the Scry two can help you manipulate the top of your library yes, to make exactly. the removal part of this a lot better. So you exile the top card of your library, and and you can deal damage equal to its mana value to any target, mm-hmm. and that's really good. So in limited, you can like for four four or five mana every turn, you can basically just remove a creature um, or burn your opponent out um yeah this and that thing. be that could really be strong. really
1: good like yeah. even if mm-hmm. you don't get to play any of the cards which you may not um i've been i can't remember the card or even the deck which is really bad but i've been killed by this not this card but this effect in commander games before like
0: yeah mm-hmm. three
1: where it was a similar thing but it was deal it to every player and yeah three of us got knocked out by a, a version of this yeah so it can be great
0: well, this is. I'm a little, it's I'm a little bit to, annoyed um, that it's
1: two and a red. I'd like it to be two and a white.
0: It's similar to Yuriko, right?
1: Yes, yes. That, that well, is literally. It. Yep, it's Yuriko, yeah. That um, is exactly it.
0: Yeah, and, and that's, of course, Yuriko is from Kamigawa, I think. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: I hope. I, know I hope maybe. I haven't just I mean, misappropriated it. Oh,
1: that. dear. I was about to say, <laughs> cut all of this out. We'd Google it afterwards and cut it out if you were wrong.
0: Um, but yeah, yeah, we're seeing a lot of the you know similar recurring themes from the old Kamigawa. Um, mm-hmm. If there is a black red sacrifice theme in this set, then that's good. I think there's really good support for that in Alchemy at the moment. Um, it could really it could make the mono black deck really like it could give us more tools for that, which excites me. So mm-hmm. yeah, these three cards that have been spoiled so far, I'm super excited about. I think they're all really cool. Yeah. Um, The alternate art looks amazing. The regular art looks amazing, Uh, and there's some yeah, some some interesting stuff. Really cool set. Mm -hmm. Yes,
1: I I concur. Speaking Um, of the artwork, we're going to talk about lands. Yeah,
0: yeah. The basic lands.
1: That's what I was going to say. They are beautiful.
0: Yeah, so we can't really describe them. Um, uh, no. But you should definitely go and take a look at the Kamigawa Neon Dynasty basic lands because they look incredible. They look yeah. incredible. Like they're just so gorgeous.
1: My favorite lands that I've seen. Yeah, like, I think without too. Without, without question. They're they're so beautiful. And I, again, I'm not someone who, there's not yet been a set where I've gone, oh, do you know what? I, I want to redo like my basic lands that i have other lands in index but none that i've bought um these are beautiful and i would i would really consider buying them like that because they're just be- irrelevant of their lands they're just so i mean i keep saying beautiful but that is what they are mm-hmm. they're amazing like yeah this blows any other land out of the water for me i think
0: yeah yeah, they, they look really fantastic. So I'm also really excited about the Space Lands from the Unfinity uh, set. Oh,
1: uh, yeah.
0: Because um, they look really good too. But yeah, Wizards has knocked it out of the park with yeah, the art design on these. these are next level. Yeah. Um, And with that, I think we should wrap it up. Are you happy to wrap it mm-hmm. up, Sarah?
1: I am happy to wrap it up,
0: Josh. All right, then Uh, thank you for joining us for this episode of Chatterstone, And we will catch you next week
1: remember to follow us on twitter at chatterstormpod bye guys
0: bye <laughs> 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 yeah my phone went off hold on let me silence it.
1: It's not like we're, you know, like 40, what, 40s? Every week. Seven, yeah. 48 weeks into a podcast.
0: <laughs> um...